Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you today? I pray all is well. This message stirs your faith, falls on good ground, produces good fruit in your lives. I'm not sure if this is a worldwide thing, though I think it is because there are are Catholics or Catholicism is worldwide, but today is considered All Souls Day. And how fitting for this word, baby, because today's word is called quit quitting. Mm -hmm. Quit quitting. And baby, I got something to say about it, but I'm going to say a prayer before I get into this thing. All right. Spirit of living God, we come to you right now. We just want to say thank you for allowing this opportunity for my brothers and my sisters to hear and receive a word from you, God. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. I pray, God, that whatever is released through this message, God, is an on-time word. And I also pray, God, for those who are suffering a loss of someone that you comfort their souls but also pray for the lost souls in the world god the lost sheep in the world that you want us to reach heavenly father i pray that those who are called by your name that will humble themselves and repent and that we would get it right not only the lost souls who need to repent but even us that may need to repent in order to do this thing called church the right way, God, so that we don't lose any more souls, but that we save more and more souls for the kingdom of heaven. And so this is my prayer, God, let the words of my mouth, meditations of my heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer, this I pray in Jesus name. And the church says what y'all? Amen. Okay, today, baby, we are talking about quit quitting because um, with it being All Souls Day, I know that originally um this day was uh put together for the you know in the church uh growing up in catholic school i was taught this extensively about it being where we remember the souls that were lost we remember the people that had passed away however i wanted to you know do a double entendre with this word today i wanted to you know use it in a different way of um you know the lost souls that are in this world we see them, we hear them, we watch them on social media, we watch them on TV. It may be even your favorite celebrity. And they may be struggling with their faith. They may be a lost soul. They may be living a way that is sinful, that goes against God, that goes against um, the word of God. And instead of us quitting on them, or as the as it says on social media, this council culture thing, like canceling them, how about we pray for them? How about we... Um, share our testimonies with them. Notice I didn't say minister the gospel to them because a lot of times when you hear minister the gospel, people take that as you take your Bible and you basically dump them over the head with the Bible. And you knock people over the head with the Bible, with the word of God, and you, the word said, but the word, the word, the word. And God says, but hold on, because I said in Matthew chapter 5 through chapter 7, the Sermon on the Mount, I said, love those who are considered your enemies, who are considered God's enemies. Love those who may persecute you. Love those who are lost sheep. Love is what will bring them back to the fold. 
not your hatred, not your criticism, not your judgment, not you bumping them over the head with the Bible, not you giving them a thousand scriptures to death. Love is what conquers all. It says that in 1 Corinthians 13, love conquers all and love covers a multitude of sins. And so it is by our love that we will be able to share the gospel with them. It is by our love that we will be able to redeem and restore the lost sheep. But as long as you keep that hatred in your heart, you keep that blockage in your heart of it has to be this way. I talked before on how God dealt with Peter. You, you will have that old Peter mindset, that old wineskin that believes that, okay, God can't do a new thing. Remember in Acts chapter 10, Peter believed that only the message is for the Jews and God, and he would call the Gentiles unclean and God had to deal with him in a vision that says, do not call unclean what I am now calling clean. That means I need you to go out of your box that you think the church is supposed to be and who you think God is supposed to save and what it's supposed to look like and how they're supposed to sound and talk and walk and sing and dance or whatever and shout. He said, I need you to get out of that construct of that box. And go out into the world and make disciples. Yes, you start at home first. <clears throat> you know, in the context of what Peter, you start with the Jews first. That was his home. That was the community he was in. So just like for us, yes, you start at home first. You start at your community first. And you win as many souls as you can there by the way you show God's love. And then you go out into the rest of the world. And so that would be extending out of our, our home and out of our neighborhoods. You're going out into... Um, your job or the marketplace, wherever the markets are, but also even the marketplace of the world, wherever you travel to, like that's where you are to shine God's light at. But he can't use you if you're full of hatred. If you feel like, oh, no, this person that did something that I feel like was not Christian, not godly. So let's cancel them. Even if it's a church leader, because I think a lot of people think have this, uh, this unction rather that. Because you're a church leader, you are closer to God than anybody else can be. And that means that you are God-like. You never make mistakes and um, and you get it all right. And that's not true. I'm here as a church leader to tell you that is not true. We get it wrong every day, just like you do. We mess up every day, just like you do. We make mistakes and fall short of God's glory every day, just like you do. The difference is that we're we're supposed to own our mistakes, repent of them, and get it right. And make that mistake no more. That's part of repentance is you turn away from the way you were doing something once. But we can't get it right if we double down on the sin. And you can't win anybody back if you're willing to keep a distance from them. If you're willing to keep up this measuring stick of judgment that says, uh-uh, you did it before, I'm not going to. You know, I remember, um, I'm not going to say any names, but I remember... Very recently, God had brought uh, an ex back into my life. Or I would just say, it, it, I won't say God brought it back, but I, I would just say it happened. We crossed paths and in us crossing paths, I had a choice to make. I can either treat you how you treated me. I can either um, counsel you and, and, and cancel me and C-A-N-C-E-L. I can either cancel you and ignore you and, and pretend like I don't see you. Or I can decide to go in love. And I went in love. And you know what happened? Not only did they um, receive my kindness, but they also asked for prayer because they were going through something. 
And say, like, hey, can you just pray for me? Thank you so much for sending the encouragement my way um, and praying for me. Like, I, I really appreciate that because I'm just going through a tough time. You never know who you're going back to God. And a lot of times we be so focused on trying to win people to ourselves or to our way of thinking and being. And God says, hold on. Who created you? You didn't create yourself. So therefore, you cannot be the master of anybody. You don't have a heaven or hell to put nobody in. And so when you have the mindset that you are a king's ambassador, which with the series of this season is called of agents of revival, then when you go out to be that agent of revival, to be that ambassador, to be that game changer, to be that the disciple, because they're all basically the same synonyms. When you go out to be that um, individual that Jesus is going to use, you're just meant to be salt and light there. You're not winning anybody back to yourself. I didn't win my ex back to me. No, I won him for God because me and him were dead gone. He understood that, but I can pray for you for Jesus sake. I can pray for you to be able to learn how to pray for yourself. I can give you some scriptures and some encouragement as I did to strengthen your faith. Doesn't mean that you are not going to be buddy, buddy. Doesn't mean we're going to always talk or nothing, but I did what I needed to do in that short time we were communicating. And that was that. Went on with my life. He went on with his life. Wishing him nothing but the best. But in that moment, he needed prayer. And he got it from me. Because I did not get so caught up in myself of what happened in the past. What didn't go my way. What he said or did that I didn't like. No. But hold, let me give a disclaimer real quick. I was only able to do that because I had already forgiven. If you have not forgiven the person who hurt you or people who hurt you, if you have not healed from the the what, the incident of that past experience, then you will not be able to successfully handle a situation encounter like that. I was I was able because I'd already done the work. I'd already healed. I'd already mended from that past painful experience. I'd already done the work. So that when I encountered that person, which just was a happenstance, and even though I say that, but I don't really believe that there's a, there are coincidences with God. I believe that everything is in some context a divine assignment, whether it's a test for you to pass the test or it's a trial or a storm that comes. But it's still, in a sense, a test to see what you're made of and, and really you should be made of faith. That's what it really is seeing. Not what you're made of in terms of brute strength. What you're made of in terms of faith. Can Have God been walking alongside of you and blessing you? And have you been staying close to Jesus to know that when the storm comes, you will not be shaken. You will not be moved. You're not going to die in this, this um, trial, this storm that comes your way. Same thing with a test. You're going to pass the test if you apply what God's been teaching you thus far. But if you get into a situation where you like, for example, with me, with my ex and you're like lashing out and you're mean and you're nasty, this and the other, you don't pass the test because where was God's love in the way you responded? And then if God convicts your heart, which he always does, and you don't even go apologize because you're like, well, no, that's my ex and they did that to me. So they don't deserve it. Then baby, you, you don't pass the test. God cannot use you in the way he wanted to use you. And God cannot elevate you in the way you want to be elevated because you have not passed the test of forgiveness, of love. And you never know who, you never know who could be an angel 
that God was going to use to bless you. If you ignore or cancel or quit on everybody. Now this doesn't mean, I don't want anybody to hear this message and feel like, okay, she's saying I need to go get back with my ex. I never said that. Okay, so don't be sitting here saying, well, Andrea said that. No, I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say that. I gave you an example of my life story of what happened to me when God allowed me to encounter an ex. And then how I reacted in that encounter. Brief encounter. We don't talk to this day. We don't have each other's numbers. We're not back together. Nothing like that. One time encounter and the way I handled it. That person needed prayer. And I gave that person prayer. And that was it. Moved on with my life. He moved on with his life. But had that had I responded in a nasty negative way, he could have never even got out of his mouth to say, hey, can you pray for me? And so we got to heal first. That's why I taught a whole season. Go listen to season one if you missed it. I taught a whole season and series on know yourself, love yourself, then love others. Because if you don't know yourself first and then you don't love those areas about yourself, you cannot go love somebody else. It's the same teaching that ties into the principle that Jesus taught in the word of Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, the golden rule of do unto others as you had them do unto you. How do you treat yourself? How do you love yourself? How much grace do you extend yourself? This is how we should be loving and extending grace to other people. So you can't be quitting on other people because they did something that was displeasing to you or they did something that didn't go your way. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to continue walking with them. It just means that you don't quit praying for them. Somebody can hurt you. And if God closes that door, like for example, with my exes, <laughs> if God closes that door, then that's okay. He closed that door. But I don't have to hate on them. I have to, you know, talk bad about them. I don't got to trash their name. I don't got to, you know, people that knew them go to, mm, let me tell you what he did. I don't got to do all that. No. My job is to love you from a distance as Jesus loves you and pray for you. And pray that one day you get it right. Because that person is still God's child. Hear ye, hear ye. Even during this horrible war that's going on. And there are going to be people, and I've seen some, that are going to say things. And they, you know, supposed to be believers in Christian uh, Christ, in Christ, excuse me, call themselves Christians that may say things that seem to uh, be anti-Semitic. But our job is not to hate them for their comments against the Jews. Our job is to pray that God will soften their heart and enlighten them to the truth of who Jesus is and who he came to save. He came to save the Jews first and then the Gentiles. We got grafted into this faith. Because the Jews at that time denied Jesus. But he never said just because you denied me. I don't want salvation for you going forward. Otherwise he would have never sent the disciples out. To go and make disciples. Starting with the Jews first. And then the Gentiles. The non-believers. And so how dare we. Be quitting on people. When God never quit on us. Jesus gave his life. For us, when we couldn't give him nothing, how many of you understand my voice know that if it had not been for the Lord on your side, you would not be saved today. 
you would not be able to even call the name of Jesus. Because what you was in, some mess you was in, some relationships you were in, some things you did, some drugs you took, some things you snorted up and smoked, some drinks you drank, sometimes you were drinking and driving, baby, that should have been the end of your day. Okay, you should have died in that mess. Some people you were sleeping with that may have been a carrier of AIDS or HIV. And even if you're a person that, that is actually affected by this, but it still hasn't taken your life. That's because God has a, a word on your life. He's covering you. Because that thing should have took you out. It took out many other people. It should have took you out. It should have killed you. I mean, put your thing in there. I can't say everything that somebody has faced. But you know you don't face something that if it had not been for the Lord on your side. You should have been taken out, been dead in the grave right now. And so let's give a moment to thank God and give him a, pl- a praise. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that he didn't give up on us. And so how dare we quit on other people? Your job is not to quit on other people. Your job is to pray for them. If you can minister the gospel to them through your story, by sharing with God the good news of Jesus Christ in your life, then fine, do that. But if they don't receive it, as I taught even yesterday, if they don't receive it, then dust your feet in a sense and leave them to your fate. And it doesn't mean you physically dusting your feet. That means you're saying, you know what, God bless you. I'll pray for you and move on. Don't hate on them. Don't use it as a weapon. Because it's a weapon in and of itself by just saying, God bless you. But you don't have to say it in a nasty way. God bless you. Mm-hmm, I, I pray God bless you. you know, anybody trying to hear that? <laughs> Nobody is trying to hear you talking all nasty and aggressively to them. Come on, God bless you. Because you're now using it as a weapon. But just a gentle, you know what? I'm going to pray for you and God bless you. Or just God bless you and move on. Because God's going to deal with them. Vengeance is his. Not ours. And he's the vindicator. Not us. And I know that we see it, it time and time again in the world today. Where it's like okay well let me be this way and act this way and react this way and do this way. Because everybody applaud that. And and no. You know I'll give you a prime, a prime example before I get into the scriptures. Because I know I got scriptures for y'all. I mean come on child. You know I got scriptures. But um. I, somebody t- uh, sent me, which I'm like, you know, I'm going to have a private conversation with them about that um, because I don't I want them to understand that I don't like seeing things like that. So don't feel comfortable to keep sending me things like that. But they sent me a video on Instagram and they, you know, DM me the video and in the video. um, I don't know who these people are, but basically it was, you know, two women. Uh, and this is similar to another video I saw, but okay, I'm going to give both examples. So this is for my fellas and my ladies. So listen up. Okay. First example for the ladies, second example for the fellas, but even in both examples, y'all women and men, you can extrapolate some knowledge and some wisdom from both experiences. Okay. All right. Listen. So two ladies in a hair salon and, uh, one lady is the hairstylist. The other lady's getting her hair done. Well, lady finishes the, doing the hair. Hair is gorgeous, beautiful. Oh, you, your hairstyle looks so cute. Thank you. Well, the lady goes in her wallet and realizes, oh, I don't have enough money to pay you for my hairstyle. I thought I did, but I don't. Well, instead, so let me tell you what happens. So what happens is the hairstylist hears this uh, client say, oh, I'm sorry. I don't have the actual money 
to pay you um, what you said the price is for my hair. For whatever reason. It could be that because um, maybe the person, the, the um, client may have thought that it was one price and the hairstylist said, oh, no, it's actually a different price. It could be that this was a walk-in client. Because, um, of course, the video don't give you all the information, but it could be that it's a walk-in client who didn't know how much it costs. And, you know, she was just thinking that because of the hairstylist she went to before, it was charged this amount. And so this is what she had. Well, who knows what was going through her mind? But the, the story is she's getting her hair done, finishes the hair done, and she's like, oh, I don't have enough money. Well, what happened is what I do not condone. The hairstylist gets so e so irate so angered that she takes the scissors which is a deadly weapon not only starts wielding it in the person the client's face threatening the client but then she starts snatching the client by her hair and cutting the client's hair out and screaming and hollering and kicking and screaming and throwing stuff and whatever and there are other clients and hairstylists that's in the salon so this is not just the, you know, a, a, a salon is just those two people. There are other people there. So therefore, what she's doing can endanger and harm other people, not to mention the client. And the client is just sitting in the chair, just, of course, shocked that this person is responding this way. And the client is trying to calmly talk to her. But, oh, this hairdresser is pissed, baby. She's pissed. And so she's just going off and there's a person filming and the person is cracking up at this because they thought it was so funny. Just like maybe some of you that's listening thought it was so funny that this hairstylist went off on this client in this way. And probably the person who sent it to me thought it was funny. I saw it and my heart was sick. Not my stomach, my heart was sick. My heart was sick with sadness that we live in a time where people not only thought this was hilarious, but that they also wanted to post it on social media, spreading it around as this is the way to do it. And you even hear some people in the background, including the person holding the camera, like, yeah, girl, get it. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, that's what, yeah, girl, get her. Yeah, yeah, you know, take them scissors and do it. And it was just like, Wow. Wow. Now, I don't know these people's faith. I, that's, I'm not getting into that. But what I'm saying is us as believers. Now, the person who sent it to me is a believer. So how interesting that the person who watched it is a believer sending it around to people. And you think it's funny. You think what she did was great. And this is how the church sadly is today. Where you think that acting in this way of hatred and anger is, a, is an applause or moment is great. How much more effective would you have been if that video would have been very different? Of So let me give you a different scenario. Same situation. Let me give it to you a different way. What if this client said what she said of, I'm sorry, I don't have enough money to pay you. And the stylist responded and said, okay, you know, I wish you would have told me that before, but I've done the work already. And so I'll let you go this time. 
but let that not happen again. Or if she would have responded and said, okay, well, what do you have? And let's work out a payment plan where you could bring me the rest later. Or, um, okay, well, let me use you for promotional, like just something else in a calmer manner. How much more effective would her ministry have been? Would her as a stylist, how much more business would she have gotten if that video would have went around and people would have saw, wow. Even in that moment where she wasn't getting paid for her service, she responded in such a way that made me want to go and pay her myself just for that client who couldn't pay. Me wanting to go and promote her business myself and say, hey, listen, go check out this person's business because she, man, she was so decent. She has such integrity in the way she responded to that person. She didn't throw that person away. She didn't, you know, quit on that person. She didn't trash that person. She didn't cut that person hair out like the first scenario went. She handled that situation with such decency and integrity and, and character, such good character that other people may have wanted to even promote her business, support her business. She don't know how God would have blessed her had she handled it in a different light. The moral of the story is you don't know how God's going to use your reaction to either bless you or in a sense curse you. What I mean by curse you, isn't that God going to send curses your way, but that God says you missed the mark. I can't even applaud you. I can't even bless you. You never know. I remember, and, and, and not to say this, this, this is a, um, exa- same example, but I remember when God asked me to bless somebody that I didn't feel like I had it to bless them. And this is talking about finances in this particular point. I, I didn't have it to bless them, but I did it anyway. Now they don't know the struggle was real for me. <laughs> they had no idea, but I blessed them. And I remember a few weeks later, they came back to me because somebody I knew. And even though now it, it hurt me to bless them at that time, but they came back to me and said, I just wanted to say thank you so much for blessing me that week because I had just started a new job and I didn't have any food in my fridge. And, and I wasn't going to get paid until two weeks later after starting that job. And what you did by blessing me and taking me out to eat, um, because that's what I did for that person. I took out to eat. They said, um, what you did by blessing me with that, I was able, you know, though it was a stretch, but I I managed to stretch that for at least a week of food because I had no food and I had no money to go get me something to eat. And so by you taking me out to eat, and I know you was looking at me like, why well, was not eating all my food at the table? But it was because I knew I didn't have no food in my fridge. And I didn't have no money to buy no food for the rest of the week. And so I was, you know, taking everything with me back home. And I nibbled a little bit off of what you bought me. And y'all, I cried when I heard that person's testimony. Because I said, wow, I, I had no idea. And that, and it made me feel even more like that. I wish you would have told me I would have bought you some more groceries or, or something. Like, oh, my God. Here I was. Now, granted, I didn't even really have to buy groceries either. But I'm just saying, like, after I heard the testimony, I was like, wow. And it checked my heart of, like, 
You know what? Even though it was a, a huge swallow at that time when God, when I saw that bill come back and God said, you know, pay the bill. Don't worry about it. And it was like, okay, God, but I really, really ain't God. This was a stretch for me, but okay, God, you, you want me to, you know, take the person out. And, and I didn't even know that person was at a low place because they didn't have any food because they didn't have any money. Now, yes, they got a new job, but it was just like, how are they going to survive? How are they going to get through to even get to the job and audit? They had so much on their plate they were stressing about. And yet God put it on my heart that particular day to say, take that person out. I didn't even know how much I had blessed them by my sacrifice, by my willing to be obedient to God, to take them out. When they didn't have any money to pay for anything and to pay for any everything that they ordered. And not look at them like, oh my God, you ordering all of that. You ain't got no money to pay for nothing. No. I allowed them to order whatever they wanted. And little did I know until two weeks later when they told me that what they ordered got them through until they can get some food. Until they can get, get paid to go grocery shopping. Because they didn't have anything. And so you don't know how you can bless somebody. But if you're so quick to quit on somebody because they can't give, they can't serve you in the way that you want to be served. You you lose a soul. Because if I don't respond to that person or, or even just said, oh, well, well, I'm not taking you out to eat. Or respond in a nasty way of like, uh-uh, you ordering all that stuff? No. Uh-uh, you ain't got no money to pay for nothing? No. If I'd have responded in that way, first of all, it would made that person feel even more shame. And then how much more would it, it had um, been regret on my heart to have seen when they told me their testimony of like, Dag, I was so mean and nasty to you. And you went hungry for two weeks because of me wanting to be selfish with what God blessed me. Because granted, I may not have had the, 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 um, I had the finances to pay for dinner. So let me rephrase it. I did have the finances to pay for dinner. It just was a stretch for me in terms of, okay, budgeting the rest of the month out since the bill was not what I thought it was going to be. But unlike that person who, didn't have any food for two weeks and 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 use what I took to take them out to eat. I not only was able to take them out to eat that night, but I also went home to a, a full pantry of food, a full refrigerator full of food. So it wasn't like I was starving. Unlike that person would have been had I not shared what I had. So you never know how your reactions are going to bless somebody else. So I get a fellas example. Okay, so I saw another video <laughs> on Instagram, interesting enough. Now, this video was a video actually shot, and I think I talked this before. This video was actually shot by a pastor who was showing uh, the generosity, like how different we can either win or lose people based on how we act. And so it was three men all together. There's two men in a barbershop, one man standing outside the door and it was like a private suite. So it wasn't like the barber and the client in the chair could actually see the other client, the other man standing outside the door. And so, um, so I guess to make it a little bit easier for people that don't understand like the barbershop suites, think of it in terms of like, 
a hotel room or something that a barber shop that a barber rented out that day to um you know cut different clients here let's say for a prom or something so you have the barber there he's about to cut the, the hair of the client um and while he's cutting the hair of the client he gossiping about another client um no i'm sorry the, the not, let, me, let me phrase that client sitting in the chair the barber is talking to the client about god and jesus and this and the other well, his phone rang. And so he walks away from the client, but starts gossiping, not only about the client, but also starts trashing and bad mouthing the person on the phone. Well, there's the other man who's standing outside the door, walk by, ready to walk into to get his haircut. And when he hears and realizes and sees as he's walking in that, oh, because the, of course, the barber didn't know he was on the other side of the door that, wait a minute, that's the barber. Talking bad about that client sitting in the chair and you trashing and bad mouthing the person on the phone. So when the barber sees the client come in, he, he gets off the phone. He's like, oh, oh, what's up, my brother? Hey, hey, God bless you. You know, I, and starts speaking all these church colloquialisms. And the client literally says, you know what? God bless you as well, sir. But I'm not going to get my hair cut by you. No, 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 thank you. And he walks away. Now. Another scenario where you chose to respond in an unloving way. Who did you serve? You may have served your pride in that moment, but you just lost two clients because of how you just treated that person and how you were just talking to the other person on the phone. You possibly could have lost a friend or whoever he was talking to on the phone because who wants to be talked to in a nasty way? Who wants you to be throwing in their face with what, what bad they've done or how horrible they are? But this is what we see in a church. People quitting on people. People quitting on leadership because they may made a mistake. People quitting on other people because they don't um, share the same values. They don't, they don't share the same principle. They don't walk in integrity. It, they don't believe the same thing. It's not for us to quit on people because God created us for community. We cannot impact the world around us. We cannot impact people and make disciples if we keep quitting on everybody. If we keep treating them like trash. If we keep canceling them out. And so, again, that works twofold. It, it is bad for the client. But it was also bad for the, the barber. It's bad for the client. Also bad for the hairdresser. It's bad on all, all points. There's no winning there. Because the client didn't get his haircut. The client, the, the female client, she didn't get the, the style. <coughs> excuse me. To show off the beautiful style that the hairdresser did. Because the hairdresser, you know, started pulling her hair and cutting her hair out. Nobody won in the situation. And this is how we have to look at it in terms of our faith. I give you practical examples for spiritual principles. If you decide to walk out your faith where you are counseling every single body that, you know, doesn't agree with you. You are quitting on people because they don't get it as fast as you want them to get it. You know, how many people have we seen where so you, you minister the gospel to them and they don't immediately want to fall in love with Jesus. We see that with older people to younger people. 
And then the old people want to quit on the younger people and feel like, well, let's just throw them out the church or get rid of them. Or, um, you know, you just give up on your family members that don't want to be saved so fast. It And God says, well, wait a minute, I didn't quit on you. Because how long did it take for you to realize who I am? How long did it take for you to address me as your Lord and Savior? So if I didn't quit on you. And, and and even right now, you may be messing up in life right now. You may be sinning right now. You may be in your sin right now. Listen to this podcast. Okay, sleeping next to somebody who ain't even your husband or wife. And yet God says, I'm still not giving up on you. That's why you hear this message. I didn't quit on you. So how dare you quit on other people? It's not our job to quit. It's our job to share the gospel. And so I do have some scripture for you before we get out of here. Um, I'm going to do Colossians chapter 3. Starting at the first verse. And reading from the Living Translation. And it goes, living the new life. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Where Christ sits in a place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile or a non-believer, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Jesus Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. We are meant to be ambassadors of the king, not of this world, not of Satan, not of ourselves. And so that means we cannot act like this world we cannot operate like people in this world 
we can't be quitting on people or canceling people because they don't uh, act the way we want them to act or think or be the way we want them to think. We have to pray for them because that's the that's what Jesus tells us to do in Matthew chapter five. Pray. Pray for your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who come against you. Pray. Do not resist an evil person. But love your enemies. You can hate what is wrong all day long. But hold tight to what is good. Because when you do that, you are acting as children of your father in heaven. Remember, he causes his son to rise on the evil the unjust and the just, the good and the bad, the evil and the and, and good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. But yet he calls us to love those who seem unlovable because they're the ones that need love the most. Be kind to those who don't be kind to us because they're the ones that need kindness the most. Be gentle to those who are not gentle because they're the ones that need it the most. You may say, well, how? Because they're acting this way. They're acting that way because they never had it before. They never had somebody be kind to them. So all they know is to be unkind. They never had somebody extend mercy to them. So all they know is to be merciless. They never had somebody um, be patient with them. So all they know is to be impatient or impatient. Excuse me. They never had somebody be loving to them. And so all they know is how to be unlovable. But us as ambassadors, we're meant to be very different. To show our love for God by the way we love others. And in that way, you will win them back to Jesus. It may not be immediate. And so remember, I taught you guys yesterday. If you missed that message, go listen to it. You know, we are going out against wolves, even though we're meant to be lambs. So you may not immediately win that person back, but you are meant to be a seed planter. Plant the seed. Let the Holy Spirit grow it. But let's just plant the seed. And that seed may lie dormant for months, days, years even. But eventually that seed is going to grow. Have patience. Pray. Be willing to persevere. Through the storms. Knowing that by the way you loved and served God and the way you love and serve others is going to produce a harvest in somebody else's life. And it's going to be um, a harvest in your life because you are willing to do the work. So may Lord bless you and keep you cause his face to shine upon you. May Lord God be gracious to you. Show you his favor and give you shalom. Give you his peace. Take care. Love you guys. Bye now. Oh, really quickly. If you want to be a part of the Bible revival class that is starting in just a few days. You can email me. You still have time to sign up. Email me at andreagriffinrogers at gmail.com. It's all one word. There's no hyphen in the email. Rogers at gmail.com. You can sign up for the course. It starts November 4th. It is a free course that I am teaching on how to apply God's pr principles to your life. You can also ask me questions during that course. There's so much jam-packed in there that I'm teaching you that you do not want to miss this course. Um, all right. So, again, if you want to sign up for that, email me, Rogers at gmail.com. Take care. Love you guys. Bye now.